Hey, I'm dispensing the pets. Go hang out at the cons. Renaissance fest. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Eh, sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Coming to you live from Elusive Comics and Games, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast with your host, Derek McCaw. Thank you, and thank you once again, as always, for that strangely faked applause. Yes. Very good. Yes. Well, it is uh, Wednesday, J- June 20th. Are we on the 20th? Uh, anybody? Got a date? Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, June 20th, 2007. Here we are at Elusive Comics and Games uh, at 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 105. Now, i got to say an improvement on the store is that they don't actually have a sign that says elusive, but they do have the address 2725. Huge in neon lights where the sign should have gone. Nice. So, I'll take it. I think we should change that the name of the Steve, store. That was Steve, by the way. We should change the name of the store to 2725. That'll work. It'll work. Excellent. You know, this is our first uh, video podcast. I'm a little scared. It's a little, it it was, it took a little while to set up. And, uh, but we're hoping that it's going to be fantastic. And we should also welcome a guest. Sure, sure. We've got Lon Lovas, we've got Derek McCaw, and we have our occasional contributor and resident bridge troll, Mr. Chris Garcia. Hey, everybody. Oh, cripes. (laughs) I've been wanting to do that. Please don't edit that in. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, this one. Hi, everyone. It's Chris Garcia, everybody. You know, and, and if he's half as creepy as he, as he is here live. Yes. Fans of the show, too, can notice you've, that. You've invited him into your home and has, now he's stealing your souls. Chris has done some more on life stuff for us in the past, and uh, so people at home might recognize him. So. Has mine gone off yet? Have, have you posted that? Uh, your show came on. The show, but not the not the. Oh no no no! You mean the the web on the web? Yeah. Yeah yeah, it's on there. Oh okay. It's on yeah, there. Even I knew that. I haven't found it. Well, no, oh, all right. I'm clearly not doing enough paying attention to myself lately. All right. Well, let's talk comics, Derek. Let's indeed today. What do we have today? A revival, a long dormant property. Well, I say we say long dormant, uh, because it did have a television series on HBO, but it has been at least. Deadwood? It's been, f- at, least been, it been at least 40, 50 years since there's been new material in comics under this title. Tales <laughs> from the... Thank right? you, Is Crypt that the Crypt Keeper? Yes, and that was from uh, our own mascot, the Pez Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Crypt Keeper! Okay. Okay, yes. Tales from the Crypt is back? Tales from the Crypt is back with brand new stories from Paper Cuts Publishing, which is from uh, actually run edited by Jim Salakrup, who was an old guard from Marvel in the 70s and 80s. And uh, now this has actually got some like really good indie talent going on in here. Uh, so the writers Mark Bilgray, Rob Volmar. Uh, this and do you, now do you know this guy? She said Ortho, Mr. Xy. Chris knows him. Chris, Chris knows everybody. Chris knows everybody. I don't know them. But you've heard of them. I mean, you're familiar with them. Yeah, they did some stuff I bought at Comic... At one of the comic expos, like 2000, 2002. Okay, because I'd say Chris knows a little more about indie than I do. Yes, I love the indie. I think they might have actually done one of the tales in Zombie Tales. uh, I think it was Zombie Town. Okay. I just made that up. uh, I love, absolutely... 
the Tales from the Crypt returning. Uh, there's a big push now uh, among collectors to get a definitive EC collection going. Which is going. Uh, I believe we What's have it here at Elusive Anybody? Comics. Uh, it's, it stood for both educational comics and entertaining comics. EC was run by William M. Gaines, who we mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that uh, they bought, uh, I think Warner Brothers had bought the life rights to his life story to create uh, Ghoulishly Yours, William yeah. M. Gaines. Um, and uh, he had inherited the the company actually started printing Bible stories, and he inherited it from his father and said, uh, "Screw that noise," and didn't want to publish Bible stories. He turned to horror and crime comics, which were very graphic, very well done. Some of the best comics work of the '40s and very early '50s. Unfortunately, there came this book, "Seduction of the Innocent" by Frederick Wortham, and then there was uh, uh, Estes Kefauver starting a, a Senate, Senate hearing on whether or not comics contributed to uh, to delinquency. To delinquency. And basically the rest of the comics industry combined to put William M. Gaines out of business because uh, he was selling better than he anybody else. He was a else. filth pusher? He was, the, well, he was like they, the Larry Flint we of their the day? Comics Code Authority. They all, they all signed on to the Comics Code Authority. William M. Gaines refused to. He testified in front of Congress and basically said, of course, that comics really, there was no connection between reading comics, it was fantasy, and what was actually And he blamed it on video legacy. games. Uh, yes, okay. back in the 50s. It was, okay. it was blamed on pre-pong. He bring, yeah, pre-pong. <laughs> pre-pong. Proto-pong, Erpong, Erpong. But I think I've seen over here, that, um, I, I think we may have sold, sold it out here at Elusive, but they did have, they're starting to do archive editions like DC and Marvel have done. I, I don't know who the publisher is, but they are gathering and recoloring and remastering these original EC stories. And, of course, the legend of, of the horror comics has lived on, you know, all along. I said HBO picked up, uh, you know, the tales from the crypt. And well, well back then, like, too. horror comics were huge, right? It was a big deal right. with, you know... I mean, they didn't have horror movies like they do now where you can go into the theaters right, and Right, in see fact, them. you could be a lot more graphic in comics right. than you could in film. I always remember, it wasn't like Back to the Future, where uh, Marty McFly had his little uh, horror sci-fi comic stash or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. so uh, was it? Yeah, the horror comic thing is saw a big revival recently, uh, partly because of Rob Zombie. Uh, uh, House of a Thousand Comics, uh, or yes. oh, okay. Um, very much pushed him, and I think uh, re-released a couple of issue individual issues under his own imprint. Uh, well, uh, under Zombie Comics. Rob Zombie has worked with. Uh, first, he tried to launch something with CrossGen, then CrossGen imploded, and uh, he's launched some stuff through IDW, and he did a book through Dark Horse, and yeah, even he's going around and trying to revive. So he's hooked up with Steve Niles and Thomas Jane, who Thomas Jane, the film filmdom's The Punisher, has uh, been um, a big proponent of horror comics in, in recent months as well. And so, yeah, there's the thing. William M. Gaines, however, did, lest we think there's a sad story, Lon, you who don't know much about history here, <laughs> that uh, one of the books that, that uh, EC published was a comic book called Mad Magazine, uh, Mad Comics, mm. uh, and then he switched that to a magazine so he would not have to legally be under the Comics Code Authority oh, right, and right, survived right. as Mad. So William M. Gaines then made a huge empire as the publisher of Mad Magazine and survived for decades beyond that, and then and he had the last laugh. Ironically, <laughs> maybe because Warner uh, Warner bought Mad and they own DC, so the very people that p tried to push him out of business in the first place ended up buying him. Ended up buying him. So rest in peace, my friend. It's a good story. It is a good story, and I'm looking forward to that film adaptation uh, of it. It should be really cool. All right. One of us could play him. I think I'm not sure which one of us gets to be him, but we're in the running. Dibs. Now. 
What? Dibs. Dibs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you have it. You heard it here first. Chris Garcia will be playing William H. Macy. Uh, oh, okay, whatever. Right. Uh, whatever. All right. Another great revival news this week, though, the revival itself hasn't hit, though it caused a surge in sales of a book nobody was buying, is that Mark Wade. Uh, oh, we, I heard about this. Who we interviewed Today. a couple of weeks ago. Which was an awesome interview, by the way. Thank you. At Supercon. And, uh, during an interview at Supercon, he said there was something coming that he couldn't talk about. But he was hoping it would be announced before before Comic-Con. And you know what's really annoying me is in the back of my head, a question I was going to ask him is, Mark, are we ever going to see you back on The Flash? And you well, didn't ask it. You I didn't, didn't use your that. journalistic it instinct. Out, it turns out that, well, I looked deep in his eyes. He hypnotized me. And it turns out. Did he start singing, sometimes when we touch. Yeah, the honesty is too much. It mm, is. Okay. And it turns out uh, that it was announced wow. last weekend that Mark Wade is indeed. That was the thing he couldn't talk about. He is coming back on The Flash. The Thank goodness. The experiment with Bart Allen, who was the... Sucked. Third, yeah. Who was Impulse, then Kid Flash, then now Flash, in the wake of Infinite Crisis. The experiment has failed. Fans have not enjoyed it. They've not really liked it. DC false solicited two issues of The Flash to hide the fact that they were canceling the book a couple of weeks ago, they released an image of the Flash lying dead with all the rogues over him. Uh, and so that was, you know, the rumor was, oh, Bart's going to die. Well, yeah, uh, something's going to happen to Bart because we're bringing back Wally, a, super, a superhero, a character so closely identified with Mark Wade. Though Mark Wade was not the original writer on that Wally West being the he Flash. He made the he Flash. He made that book into yes. something uh, unique, extremely We popular. love Mark Wade. We do, do love Do you hear Mark that, Mark Wade? Wade? If you're listening, we love you. Mark well, you know it. You. Mark knows this. Mark knows it. We want to party with you it's at Comic-Con. We will. Yes. Um, okay. You might not be conscious at the time, but we will. All right, so... Uh, now it's getting creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do it? Because it will up the creep factor. We will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the last two issues, <laughs> good Lord, solicited for The Flash will not be happening. Instead, the orders that were placed for for those issues, I think it's 13 and 14 of The Flash, uh, will be replaced by a book called All Flash Number 1. All Flash, all the time. Right. Okay. Which is actually, that's an, a throwback, an historical throwback, because the original Flash comics published by DC or National Periodicals back in the 40s. I'm going to see history. All-Star all Comics. It's a history lesson. Oh, that's right. All-Star Comics for the company run by Harry Donenfeld. That uh, that Flash Comics was actually, it just happened to have a character named The Flash in it. He wasn't always the cover story. Uh, it was just there. When they finally gave The Flash his own solo book and with no backups, just stories about The Flash, then that would be Jay, Jay Garrick, the Golden Age Flash, the book was actually called All Flash Quarterly. And so now mm. we get All Flash number one, which is to get people up to speed, written by Mark Wade, to see what is to bridge that gap between whatever's going to happen to Bart Allen and to bring back Wally West. Then the Flash will resume the re- the numbering that it had before Infinite Crisis when it was allegedly canceled. Interesting. After it Jeff, Jeff Johns. So this is huge. Up on your Roman numerals, folks. This is huge news right, for makes Flash like fans. Volume fifteen. I don't know. It's a, it's huge news for Flash fans. Because I was uh, really into the Flash, and then they pulled this whole Bart Allen. And, and, and the irony of the Bart Allen thing is that they, what they tried to do to relaunch that was they brought back that they brought on board the writers of the television series The Flash. So you'd think that those really? guys would have something to say, but they gave him Bart, and they just could not do anything interesting with Bart. And then they right. replaced them with Mark Guggenheim, who's been doing some interesting work over for Marvel. Uh, but just and we just were talking click. about this the other day that they had just established Bart 
as this really cool Kid Flash. They brought back kind of the idea of Kid Flash, made him before the Infinite Crisis and everything, made him kind of like, you know, the, the quirky impulse teenager, but then he was tired of that and went into like a library and read all these books. They'd made him into a good character, given him very little time to be explored with that, and then and they disappeared. Yeah, so uh, then they moved him into this new thing. So yeah, maybe, and I've been seeing this on the me- on message boards, not the message boards from Fanboy Planet, but all over the place where, where they've announced this, a lot of fans ask that, can we somehow hit a reset button and put Bart back to Kid Flash, right, and let's right. hope that'll happen. Maybe they can pull young Bart out of the time right. stream. Well, and they did it with Captain Marvel over Marvel, why couldn't they do that sure. in, in DC? Well, what I love... What I absolutely love was when I started reading Flash religiously, it was uh, Wade and Weirwingo. Mm-hmm. And that to me was the greatest combination of writer and artist in history. Um, mm-hmm. And I personally loved Impulse when Umberto Ramos was doing him. I wasn't unhappy with Umberto Ramos there. I would not want to see Impulse promoted, as it were, up to Flash. I would rather see more Wally stories, and that's why I'm glad we're getting them back. Yeah, well, clearly you didn't read that when they had promoted him up to Flash. I didn't, because... Did you even know that it happened? I knew that it had happened, because I read fanboyplanet.com. No, you don't. False count anywhere. Uh, (laughs) Well, I look forward to Flash coming back. I might actually buy the book again. Oh, hold on now. No, that's exactly what I'm thinking. It's going back on my buy list. It's absolutely going to go back on my buy list. Wait, you have a buy list? Well, sure, I know. Yeah, and Hayes. Uh, oh, okay. Olivia Newton. Uh, All right. Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. Um, wait, wait, Did you say Anne Hayes? <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Olivia Newton John? Awesome. Yeah, we're missing. And uh, we say this, he misses the vidcast. Uh, we are missing Rick Brettschneider, who's out at, at a. We love you, Rick. We miss you, Rick. Our moral Come compass. Back. So things are going to get really awful here, and I apologize uh, ahead of time. All right, well, what's next? Well, what's next is... Uh, Let's be in Nachi's for a better tomorrow. Ooh. um, All right. (laughs) What? Uh, We've got uh, a little on the Marvel side. Let's talk about another event that's coming up. We've we've talked about World War Hulk. What has been ignored is they've also got, in addition to Civil War, World War Hulk, they've got a war out in the cosmos. Annihilation. Oh, the Annihilation. Annihilation Conquest. You know what? When I think of the book Annihilation, I hear like... Kind of like heavy death metal playing in the round, like I do, I do too. I do too. I do too. Annihilation, you know that yes. kind of thing. And they've got their 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 cosmic heroes. They had uh, Nova came back to Earth. They Nova Kane. Nova Kane. Okay. Uh, no, Nova Kane's in E Man. Oh, get oh, sorry. Let's not get too you said Nova Kane. Let's not get too clever. Okay. You don't know enough history to know that you're messing with other things. Oh, right. sorry. Yo, no, you didn't. I did. I did. Okay, okay go ahead, Nova Kane. Okay. Nova came back to Earth. Oh, okay. Richard Ryder in the it's comma. Okay. Nova. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that wasn't a comma there at all. No. Pause. No, just Dramatic pause. pause. Perhaps. Okay. Perhaps you're just not listening. Me no listen. Okay. No, you don't. No. Okay. So annihilation. So uh, Nova returned to Earth, and uh, the an Iron Man tried to register him for the for the superheroes. You know. And Nova said, "Nuh-uh." Uh, Nova said, uh, "By Nova. the way, there was this whole cosmic war. The the uh, Kree Empire was almost conquered. There's this wave of superpowered aliens coming towards the Earth. We barely stopped them. So really, you've got more things to worry about than um, who's registered and who's not, because there's these aliens coming." And he finally just said, and then Penance came. Former speedball and said, "Please join me, join me." And he said, "What the heck happened to you?" And, said, and, and left. He came back out into space. Well, so this week we get the pr- the prologue to Annihilation Conquest, which means there's something even worse than the Annihilation Wave, which was led by Annihilus. 
It sounds silly when you say it out loud. It's sort of mm-hmm. like the Silver Surfer thing. You had me, then you lost me. Yeah. All right, go uh, ahead. But this includes characters like the Silver Surfer. It includes the new Quasar, who is the daughter of Captain Marvel. And what? He yes. had a daughter? Yeah. From who? I don't know. A million I years that, ago? I and guess. I, you know, he had a son. He how, had these pe- how do these Marvels keep, like, dying, but then mysteriously have kids we don't know about, and then pass on the torch. I don't know. There must have been some time on the creative Or just world. bad writing. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but she's a new that Quasar. a Marvel book. Oh, good she, call. She is the, she's the new Quasar, which uh, puts... Um, she has Moon Dragon as a sidekick and lesbian lover there, so that makes uh, Chris a little more excited. Add that to my buy list. And there we go. <laughs> All right. And... Uh, and, and uh, of course, and Star Lord, which was one of my favorite obscure Marvel Star-Lord. heroes of the seventies, Peter Quill, who I did. Star Lord's back. Star Lord's back, and I've never understood how he fit in Marvel continuity because I thought when he first made his appearances that it was just sort of like this little separate, self-contained universe, and somehow, and I missed it. He came into regular Marvel continuity. Didn't he originally come from the two thousand AD? No, no, no. But he was—he originally appeared in the Marvel Super Specials and so forth. Uh, oh, so he was. Uh, I did. It, I think he appeared. What about Space Lords? Are they in it? No, the Space Knights are. Rom's, oh, Rom's people, the Space Knights. That so you can't have Rom because uh, Marvel doesn't own the rights to. Milton Bradley does. To, yeah, Mil- or whatever's left of Milton Bradley. Parker Brothers, I think. Parker, whoever, whoever actually put out the toy. I don't know who owns the rights, but because Marvel created the concept of the Space Knights around Rom Space Knight, they can still use them. They just can't use. They just that can't one use character. the likeness. You just can't. Hasn't use that, that property one. like? Isn't the copyright for that dead? Can't somebody pick that up and buy it? Seventy years plus. Seventy years. Plus, yeah, dead. No, the copyright will not be dead for a long time. So somebody's somebody's still lying in wait trying to get a revival. I mean, it's like Micronauts, you know. Somebody had to. Sell so why doesn't build. like Parker Brothers just kick out another Rom the Space Knight? Action figures or something, or bring it back. I don't know. That's your department, man. You're I would buy expert. those. You're I would buy those expert. Parker Brothers. Remember the original Space Knight? Wasn't he just all? And he would breathe. Yes. I don't remember. That's all he could do. He made breathing long. sounds. I noticed you were addressing the audience. Mm-hmm. Parker Brothers aren't really brothers. Sorry. They're no, but real. they're Parker Brothers. You know what I'm saying? All right. They're sisters. Oh. Woo. <laughs> Add them to your buy list. Uh, all right. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> And we go on to, of course, uh, we were speaking of Cosmic Heroes and Marvel, and let's go to the movies, because last weekend... Let's go to the movies. The movies. All and right. moving forward to the top film of last week, was Fantastic Four. No uh, surprise to anybody. Rise of the Silver Surfer, no. It, it, they it, rose to the top of the box office. $54 million over the first weekend, mm-hmm. I think. And we enjoyed it. We I liked it. Lon and I sat, sat through that. We were high-fiving. Evelyn absolutely adored it. We Derek were, was giggling like a little schoolgirl at all was, the jokes. So really I, 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 yeah. Like and and, and nowhere of. did I weep like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> Look, it was a touching movie. Okay. Anyway, so. Anyways. Uh, but I, yeah. All right. So we do have the Silver Surfer, which brings up, of course, the inevitable. We plan there, there must be a spin-off movie, Silver Surfer, and the rumors been floating around that J. Michael Straczynski has been asked to. And I think this is just a rumor at this point. Has been asked to write the script, the screenplay Ooh, for uh, a I don't Silver know. Surfer movie. He did Babylon Five. Babylon or Babylon, as I like to call it. <laughs> it's a story about me growing up. Babylon Five. Babylon Five <laughs> now. <laughs> but <laughs> exactly. Spy Kids, by the way. I don't know. Was that the knockoff? Uh, 
never seen by anyone except for the you know two or three hundred fancy fans. Well, we know that he's a, you know he's a long term. He's a competent writer, but he also screwed up Spider-Man. So I don't know. Well, but it didn't start off screwing. I I think that uh, he did some really good work on Spider-Man. I think he's killing time on the book now. So what do we think about uh, him writing a Silver Surfer movie? Well, here's the thing about Hollywood. He'll write a first draft, and then a couple script doctors will come in, make it all crappy and formula. And I think Steve Odekirk will take it. Will step in and Odekirk you know, will make some jokes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, he's not. They're not related. And in fact, if you say that to Bob Odekirk, he'll, uh, he'll he will he cut will you while you. you sleep. He will hurt you. All right. I saw that happen at uh, Comic-Con, actually, one, one summer. Somebody said, like, well... Hey, I love Mr. Show! Yeah, well, yeah. Throw punch! No, that, yeah, was, that was right. That mm-hmm. was Bob, Bob Odekirk, and they were asking Bob Odekirk, saying, we love Mr. Show, but how's it feel to have your brother be so successful? And he just said, that unfunny hack is not related to me. Wow. They're not even actually spelled the same way. It's, it's slightly different. The E's in a different place. Yeah, I think there there is. Okay, can we talk about the Silver Surfer, please? We can. We can Thank we, you. But I went off on the Odekirks because it's movies. Oh, okay. It, All right. It makes sense. And I saw Evan Almighty last night. Oh, so. what was the review? Um, Piece you know of turd? Uh, no. I actually, I was very moved by it. I, there's a lot of flaws in it. There's a, There are a lot of flaws in that movie, and it still worked. I do not like Steve Odekirk as a screenwriter. In fact, I might might even go so far as to say I despise him as a screenwriter. And Harsh had, words. It had some very, very typical Steve Odekirk problems, and it still worked. It was overall... He has an Odenkirk problem. Odekirk. I saw, I saw part of the uh, post-production being done on that uh, when I was down there. You know that movie? From what I hear, edited by God. I just want to say Go that. Figure. If, you know what? I'm really hoping that when I when I if I make it to those pearly gates, why does heaven have gates if it's anyway? Uh, Keep out the Mexicans. Well, sure. Uh, uh, but uh, if when I make it there, that I hope that God does is something like Morgan Freeman. And really? You want to hear him like narrate your life story? No, I don't really when want Derek, to hear that. When Derek, when Derek first came really to heaven. I don't that, but I do. I just think when Andy first came to the Shawshank. Look, we're on video. And now. we're don't back. Gosh, All right. No, that'll get a nice like video pass right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Garcia sucks. Woo-hoo. So there we go. Okay, there we go. Okay, and we're we worked back. It back at JMS, but but we we don't know. Uh, but yes, I I actually I really did enjoy Evan Almighty. Not as much as I enjoyed Rise Silver Surfer, but you know I thought as for who it, would win in a fight, Silver Surfer or Evan Almighty? Um. Silver Surfer's got the power cosmic. He's got I'm the sorry, power Silver, of God. And I think even Silver the, Surfer can't grow that luxurious. Is, beard. Oh, that's great! But I think and, and Evan and is and Almighty. No, he's not. That's the misnomer <gasps> of the film. It's it's, it's so it's a wrong title. It's it's titled incorrectly so that you will think so you will make the connection to Bruce Almighty, but there's no reference to the events of Bruce Almighty whatsoever, which is good because that movie stunk. Uh, and Evan Almighty is no, he's a prophet. God has created a new prophet and reliving the the story of the Ark. And I thought, you know, kind of. Actually, you thought you thought it was time to bring it back to the ark. I was a very it was just a very moving story about faith, and I think that that's beautiful, Derek. That, that you perhaps as a heathen, um, no, I, I don't. I don't Hail know. Satan! I don't okay. know how you wow. feel about it, right. but I walked out of there and I thought, you know what? The people that complain that there, there are no really good family films. Went and uh, saw Silver Surfer. <laughs> yeah, well, which is fantastic to ask for. Which, uh, which was uh, safe for families, and I, and I think was right. But I think that uh, if they, do, if Evan Almighty does not do well, then those people that complain about 
Hollywood should just shut up because um, Hollywood just gave them what they wanted. So is the next one going to be Wanda Sykes Almighty and it's going to be a retelling of <laughs> I, I hope not. Oh, Lordy. And that's one of the flaws. Wanda Sykes in, in films is just like, they bring her in to make the sassy one-liner at the end of a scene. Just for the commercials. Now that's Absolutely. what I'm talking about. Exactly. You it's know. just ridiculous. So I can't even get my cat to use the litter box. That's right. There it is. And, she did that in one and you're done for the day. That Thanks, she, Wanda. Jane Fonda, monster-in-law. It was so clear that they had reshot. They brought Wanda Sykes back on set just to do like these little scene yeah, cue back like the script rewrite. You're like, oh, okay. Right. And Wanda uh, says, we need a sassy Wanda black says woman. Says something sassy here. here and say something sassy here. The script literally just reads, insert sass. It's They're sad all, that the best, the best. Get me Mel Carter. What? She's dead. Get me Wanda Sykes. The best acting job Wanda Sykes has been able to do in the last like five years on film is to be an over the hedge as the skunk. <laughs> That's right. Because they couldn't use her to be sassy. You know, they just had to actually let her be a character. So she got to act there. Yes. All right, moving on. Nice. We uh, uh, now we're going get back to talk to about heroes because I know that's Lon gets bored when I talk about higher things. Could there be anything higher than I really do? Batman, The Dark Knight. I'm so in. high on Batman. I was going to say Speedball, just you know, a couple of them. Right? <laughs> no, Speedball's penance now. Oh, well, so sorry. that's how it all. So ties Batman's in. new costume was, was uh, revealed in the entertainment. We don't have a picture of it here. Well, and it's I don't. a I video don't. cast. Was that's how lame we are. We are. Yeah, but so. uh, the big deal was made about his suit having a diff- a new style headpiece he where he actually has head, full yeah. head movement. I'm very interested to see that. Isn't that sad that that's like innovation? Right, right. <laughs> he can turn his head. <laughs> but like, what's what's bothering me though is like every like movie, his suit gets progressively more technological to where he looks like this manga style robot. Well, did you ever see the? Uh, was it? It's Batgiver. Was yes. it Union of the Bat or something like that? Where they it was a Elseworlds Batman. Where they had dozens of different Batman designs, all coming into like a cross-world thing, and so you saw all these different Batman costumes going, and some of them were really ornate, and some. Of them no, but I did. You know what I did see? I saw. I, I remember the book, but I don't remember the title. Yeah, I don't remember the title either. It's right. The over League there. of Batman. League of Batman. The League of Batman. Okay, but then I did see Batman Dead End, which basically had a, a costume very faithful to the comics. And it worked on screen. And so what surprised me is that the success of Dead End in this good-looking costume, and every time they make a new Batman movie, he's, he's a robot. I still think that the, that the thing is with, the, with Christopher Nolan's is his charge is to, is to make it plausible. He wants to make it as plausible as possible. Mm-hmm. And so, and the thing is, you know, let's go back to that Adam West film when he pulls out, you know, from the utility belt the bat shark repellent. I've uh, heard that, that, that exists. The utility belt that was in the bat copter in the little thing. He pulled it open. Bat repellent. Uh, oh, or that's right. Bat shark, shark repellent. Whale okay. repellent. Barracuda but repellent. But you know what I'm saying is that is that people are so used to him like Chris. pulling all kinds of uh, of things out. Uh, and you know, so that they're trying to build like it's that it's a logical thing. If he's bulletproof, we know that there's no that there's no fabric that is thin enough to be bulletproof. Right, but you could throw a vest underneath. I mean, well, you know, so that but they're building it into the suit. That's what, all right. You know, I mean, so I, the thing is, I'm not too. I'm the not too hard kind of on it. Out, but I'm, but, I'm, but I'm willing to accept it because I know I'm. Well, I, should I say love no, the first one. And Nolan, you know, did a good job. Can't wait for it. But they also introduced. The new bat cycle, which they're not calling the cycle this it's time, the bat, bat pod, the bat pod, to tie in with the iPod, I think, and uh, awesome it can hold over 300 gigs of Tim Burton films. Okay, go ahead. Or weapons, I don't know, but um, actually, it's a it's a gig and a half of ambiance. 
just, yeah, it's just, just straight. It's just straight house. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh, the bat pod. Careful, I'm gonna get hyphy on you. There we go. Woo. Oh no, old people oh, getting hyphy. Look Jesus. out! What? Okay. Next. Me, anyways. You call me an old person. Hyphy, go ahead. All right. Um, yeah, but uh, so I think you know it, I'm excited about the bat pod and the uh, the the costume. The Joker. Joker. Can't Joker wait. Totally. Can't wait for Batman Begins again. Isn't it Batman Begin Again? Uh, that's oh, it's The Dark Knight. The Dark right. Knight. Okay. The Dark Knight Begins yes. for a second yeah. time. Okay. Again. Strikes back. The Dark Knight. Were there any Enjoy other comic movie news yeah, this week? Yeah, you know, a lot of stuff's been, again, and it's like nothing confirmed, but of course the thing that everybody wants to talk about is Watchmen. And a, oh, a, a yeah. Did get, news. A news. story did get confirmed this week, which is weird. A sort of a, an anti-confirmation that Keanu Reeves was offered the role of Dr. Manhattan, but priced Whoa. himself out of the gig. So he wanted too much money and Warner Brothers wasn't going to go for it. Keanu's probably like, you know what? I did The Matrix. I did... Constantine. Constantine. Only he wouldn't have said that. that I did that. Hardball. Did I'm done with these comic movies. I, I, I honestly think that it is a very low Warner priority. I think that Watchmen. The Watchmen is very low because this is not the first time that an economic matter has erased someone from the project. So I think really they're putting all their money in on the Batman. Sincere. Yeah, on the on the Batman project and everything, and I don't think they're gonna they're well, gonna put much behind Watchmen. I really don't. Well, I think they're they're gonna go. Zack Snyder is a director who has proven that he can do it all in green screen, and if they don't have to pay for the talent, they can get good actors mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily all the well well known. Warner believes that. As they took the risk with with Batman Begins, despite what we think is Christian Bale fans now, Christian Bale really wasn't a name. That was a sure. risk when they brought him in. So that's the same thing going on. We have Patrick Wilson, who Michael Goodson dreams about at night. Uh, yes, look who showed up. Hey, it's Michael. It's Goodson. Michael Goodson. I don't like the smile he's got there. He, he stopped smiling. I noticed that we're uh, we're video podcasting this week. Yes. Or vodcasting. See what happens when you show up late. We're vodcasting. Is that vodcasting? vodcasting. I like to call it vcast. It's like it's like vaudeville. So eventually, you got to sing Swanee. <laughs> how I love you, how I love you, ma. Okay, no, that's not true. Oh, wow. God, he actually did it. Yeah. All right, so anyway, uh, so that's why we have Patrick Wilson possibly as Night Owl. Uh, Patrick Wilson? Yeah. Who's Patrick guy, Wilson? He was in Hard Candy. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you hear? Did you hear who he ideally wants as Rorschach? Wait, Shark? So I think Shark? I have this. Shark? Rorschach. I think I have this. Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, the guy from now Bad you, News Bears. You want to talk about it. If, really? that, if that comes true, what a freaking great Cinderella that be, story that is. Oh, totally. Billboard. A total Cinderella story happening here. Because it really is. I mean, here's a guy. This is a Bad News Bear breaking away. Is like Years doing, of obscurity. Is like public access TV in Houston till he gets a role in Little Children last year with Patrick Wilson. Indeed. And gets nominated for an Oscar. And then he's going to be in a superhero movie as Rorschach? As the lead? As basically the character that... You could get every other character in that movie wrong, but Rorschach is the guy you have to get right, because right. that is the heart and soul of that of that movie. And so, yeah. I, I didn't see Little Children, but he's a creepy-looking dude, and he, would be, he could he pull would be off Rorschach. Rorschach. He would be a great Rorschach. So I'm, I'm excited about that as a possibility. Wait, who are they going to get to play Rorschach? Anybody? All right. Somebody got it. Thanks, buddy. No, 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 I got it. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I'm just figuring out how we're going to disembowel you. What? I'm going to think we're going to start with the bowels. <laughs> yes. So back to Derek since I'm off. Ha! All right. Oh, that's right. Then when the camera goes, it just kills you. So let's uh, move a little bit to TV. Which, love TV. Which we, we Are we going to talk TV. about Painkiller Jane, my favorite comic TV show? Are you watching it? Because I have no. nothing to say on it. Go no, ahead. I, I, no, I know. It sucks. But something I did, it's going to come our way a little bit because it's a BBC America UK production. BBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little thing started after Doctor Who this week called Jekyll. Not the Jekyll that used to be advertised on the side of Fanboy Planet from Creative Light Studios, which will never, ever, ever see release. But uh, an updating of, good Lord, Lon, you've slimmed down so. Thank you. Mm. Continue. Uh, yes. I hear we're discussing British television, so I've decided to tag in. Okay. <laughs> Well, at, at the, wow, me. At the what will of, I be torrenting later tonight? <laughs> at the end of <laughs> at the end of this week's Doctor Who, there's a little blurb that says, "Tune in, uh, stay tuned for Jekyll as a man fights against us." I thought, well, that's kind of interesting, uh, a modern day telling of Je- of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. So, I uh, I uh, got a look at this episode, and uh, it's coming to BBC America. Maybe you know, because you always know these things. Uh, I, they usually have a fairly decent lead time. Um, I think it's about eight months. Okay, so we're probably so we're not going to see this till de- till December or January. A six-part miniseries about a guy named Doctor Jackman, who is suddenly um, becoming. Is this a porno? No, no, it's not. Doctor I'm not torrenting it. Thank you. I'm no, <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, suddenly becoming. Uh, he's overtaken by. He has an alter ego, and it's sort of a porno in that whenever he gets sexually excited, Jekyll uh, Hyde comes out. <laughs> and I'm he's back. back. <laughs> And so, and here's the thing that's going to tie it into uh, us and to make this connection. Ready? Okay. Ready. Is that he is that at the beginning of the episode he hires a psych a psych psychiatric nurse to be sort of like the go between between the Jekyll and Hyde personalities to help strike a deal. What are you What are you projecting there? Monkey versus lemur. Why not? And uh, the woman who's playing that is the Bionic Woman, and the Fall series on I believe it's NBC is NBC. reviving. Lindsay Wagner. The bion- no, it's Lindsay not Lindsay back. Wagner. No, the Bionic Woman. They're doing a new Bionic I won't Woman watch series. <laughs> oh, you oh, will. Come on. No, um, she's perhaps a little later this evening, I'll show you this Jekyll episode, and you'll want to watch. I'm into hot gilfs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which reminds me that uh, the Dark Crystal is being re-released on DVD later this <laughs> summer. Is it, is it starring <laughs> York? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Well, I think Sony is releasing a Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. Uh, Special edition DVD, and we're probably going to get to talk to the Hensons at Comic Con. Really? Yeah. So. Uh, I have a feeling Jim won't be very talkative. No, well, let he me won't. Say something about BBC uh, oh TV. Lord! Did you just make a Jim Henson's dead joke? He did. Uh, that's what I do. That's oh. why Goodson walked away. When that's Goodson, what you all watch. When Goodson um, walked away from the dead taste. Oh my gosh. Um, but uh, it's interesting. BBC America and BBC UK, where I actually download all this illegally off the web. You can't say that. Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, but I have to. Know and that we're back. Goodson's been saying it. <laughs> That uh, Doctor Who this season, highly entertaining, loving uh, it. Loving it. Uh, the Shakespeare episode is still personally my favorite. Goodson hasn't watched yet. It's a deep and wonderful. The traffic one's good. Yeah, so I mean, it's a great time to be in England. Um, but we're in California. <laughs> what was a bad time to be in England? <laughs> the World War Two. Well, that little fire back in the 1600s, I think. <laughs> that really sucked. Great time to invade them. <laughs> I'm betting we could land some stuff on there. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Mexico. <laughs> Half of me is two. Okay. 
So yeah, so that's coming. It's so we can look for that Jekyll. It's actually it was actually kind of entertaining. It was only the first first episode, so we'll see. I'll come back and I'll be talking about that. But it was exciting because you know it's like oh my love of Doctor Who spun me into something else. That's really cool. Um, and speaking of the Hensons, of course, I also next week we got on DVD Dead Silence. So I want to say mm-hmm. uh, the ventrilo- the killer ventriloquist dummy movie. Maybe not the best killer ventriloquist dummy movie. Would you Wasn't say that magic? Magic was good. Magic, yeah. Dead of Night. Oh, I never saw Dead of Night. Dead of Night. No, the Puppet I don't think, Master. I don't think the dummy. Ooh, Puppet Master Puppet was Master. good. I never saw See, it. you know, but this is the thing: is is Dead Silence got like just 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 creamed in, in by critics in the in the the movie theaters. What were they expecting? Exactly. What were they expecting? What was what I say? You know, we're in a horror movie where a puppet kills people. Love it. Academy people, Award. People act stupid, but it's really, it was actually, you know, fairly effective, cheesy, a little bad dialogue, you know, wooden acting, if you will. <laughs> the <dummy>. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know what? This reminds me of something I've been waiting to ask. Did, have they ever released Tales from the Hood on DVD? Uh, Rusty Cundiff's fantastic film, 1995, 6. I don't know if it's ever been on DVD, uh, but I've, I've. The last great performance by Corbin Burnson. <laughs> wow. That's a sentence I never thought I'd hear, uh, yes, or a phrase, uh, really. he was in the episode where he was murdered by I, dolls. See? Oh, okay, so... All uh, I don't know. That's I actually know. my favorite band, Murdered by Dolls. They so kick ass. They rock. Band, really. Murdered good, by uh, Dolls! You know, so it wasn't a bad, a bad DVD, and that, you know, to go along with that, there's also... Because I, I just want to make this plea out here. Last year, yes. or maybe even last Christmas, there was a, a, a DVD series, the... Um, the complete Harvey Tune collection, which I thought was going to be Harvey really Tunes. cool because, you know, that was Casper. It was terrible because it was actually edited together by the televisions, by the actual television broadcast, which would chop up the theatrical cartoons. You had no way of telling, am I going to get a Casper cartoon if I watch this episode of Harvey Tune? Or a little or hot stuff. Or a little, well, I'd like I a love hot, hot stuff. stuff. I'm not sure that there actually is a hot stuff. I, hot I was, stuff? I was so annoyed. Uh, I know the hot stuff is in the comics, but I don't know that there was any hot stuff cartoons. So finally, next week we're gonna get best of Casper DVDs, which is just Casper, like twelve. All Casper, of all the time. And you know what? But that's because that's the character everyone loves. But it has it has Spooky, the tough, you know, tough little ghost. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. You know, so Spooky, the tough little ghost. Yep. Yes. Was, he was Casper's Casper's tough cousin. Tough cousin, that was right. Yes. And then the ghost oh boy, and went and his little Wendy in there, a little Wendy actually. Wendy, huh? little, Wendy little the good trivia. little witch. Who played Wendy in the live action film? Uh, Reese Witherspoon. No, very close. Oh no, uh, Spoon Witherspice. No, um, Reese Pieces. I don't know who. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. God bless. Her. Really? Yeah, that was her screen debut, live action as Wendy. And wow. Casper and Wendy. The Zorlag strikes again, Michael. <laughs> Still got it. Damn. You know, All right. Hillary Duff. I can think of a few things to do with Hillary. Okay, Duff. and hey. we're back. <laughs> hey, she's legal. <laughs> She is now. Uh, so, you know, if you're going to Zorlack me, you're going to complain about me being a Zorlack, I'm going to turn this over so that the ultimate Zorlack can come out. And that would be, of course, Chris Garcia. Let's talk about wrestling. Oh, it's here. time for the wrestling well, portion. Let's talk about Haystacks Calhoun, uh, 1966's main event against the Sheik. This is where I can absolutely just put down the microphone and walk away. Go ahead. Oh, well, great. We've got wrestling this week that I thought was great. Um, hey, is Adam still here? Oh, okay. yeah. We've got, we've got, of course, the big thing is Vince McMahon blown to pieces. What? He blew it all sky high. Wait, not Vince McMahon. You have that I'm wrong. Sorry, you have that wrong. Mr. McMahon. It's Mr. And they've been yeah. very clear by calling, mentioning it Mr. McMahon. Which has actually led to real world business implications. Um, In what way? Theoretically, they killed 
their CEO, the CEO of the real They're fictional CEO. They're saying, well, no, also the real CEO. And some people, I call them idiots, can't separate reality and fiction that well. And it apparently has started to affect shareholders. Are those idiots on Wall Street? Uh, probably. This scares me now. This is fa fascinating. Please, tell me more. So there was a big note saying that uh, people were complaining that uh, people have actually been writing in saying that this uh, appears to make the WWE a rudderless ship uh, because the... And it's just the appearance of such. And that can have real-world implications because of things like uh, FCC, SEC filings and so forth. So by killing off a fictional character who is played by a real person who is also playing a fictional character who also takes the role that the real person takes, you can see where this is getting confusing, has caused all sorts of havoc. It's also brought up ratings. We're up to a 4.1 with, uh, the that's, that's brought up ratings? Well, that's yeah. good, right? Yeah, 3.2, I think, was what the... 3.2 or 3.3 was what the draft got the week before. So 4.1 is, you know... Like, can I just say I like the draft? Or I, I thought the draft... Not so much the draft, but I've liked what they've done with the draft since. You got Bobby Lashley on Raw, probably where he belongs. You got uh, William Regal there to teach guys how to work. Mondays are always really exciting. Yeah, I liked it. had a great women's match with Melina. And if you're watching Melina, and I know you do... But, uh, Melina had a great finisher this great week. Finisher. They don't have a name for it yet, but I want to call it the the Lena Conrana. No, I, I don't I know. I named it actually in the. I named it in the. Um, I think I called it the Hollywood Bomb or something like that. Ooh. In the next fall. I, so. I think uh, Goodson's right. It's it's the happy ending. <laughs> oh, the happy ending. Classic. It's a good name. Copyright. Great, but good. That's the type of stuff you'd read in chair shots. Ooh. Anyhow. If we could get a chair <laughs> shots out of him. Yeah, but yeah, so wrestling has been two years. It's about time for Goodson to write another one. Our good friend uh, Kurt Angle, of course, now uh, TNA Heavyweight Champion uh, because of the pay per view this weekend, which was I don't mind saying kind of crappy. Um, I didn't like it. Is that in your uh, false? No, it's not. I didn't watch it until after I had, uh, I had written it, and I didn't even watch all of it because I fast forwarded so much. But uh, I have to say, let me fix this camera. Hey, hold on a sec. He has to say. Yes, Chris, please tell us what that, you're thinking. Uh, TNA is, is going downhill fast with by continuing to do wonderful matches, but they can't tell a story out of a wet paper bag. And you had high hopes for this group. I did. I really he did. had high hopes. And, you know, they're very Anybody? close. Anybody? Anybody with me? High, high hopes. Okay. You've got high apple pie in the sky hopes. Okay, that's enough of that. But wow, we needed a two shot for that one. <laughs> But we can do a split screen. It's like Woodstock. Okay. Um, so let's... Ooh, I'll do that. Let, let me just say this, that we need... <laughs> wow, I've seen on, trails man. for some reason. On, um, yeah. we're, but we're having a great time for wrestling. But MMA right now, mixed martial arts, big deal. We just had a UFC that was fairly good. Um, no huge shocks. But the big thing is coming in San Jose on Friday, uh, the 22nd. Yes, it's 22nd. Uh, with Phil Baroni, the New York badass, as he calls Boo, no, 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 Phil Baroni, right? Versus okay. Frank Shamrock. Uh, I don't have a song for him. A big, Sorry. Big brawl uh, that is going to be the main event, and it's probably going to be. What were you doing with that mic? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's probably going to be a huge, nasty, ugly fight, and they hate each other legitimately. Uh, Phil Baroni's claim to fame is he once decked a ref after he called a match too early. 
Frank Shamrock's main claim to fame is he's awesome. They both seem like they've got some anger management issues they really need to work out. And bad noses. Is that what it is? Now, a question. Um, What about the IFC? Have you paid attention to this group at all? The IFL. IFL. The International Fighters. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Secretly owned by Wizard Magazine, so I'm, I'm curious yes, about it's, them. Yes, it's interesting. It's Secretly owned by Wizard Magazine? Yeah. That's why their ads are all over the Wizard. I had no idea. Um, There's a comic tension, uh, tie-in there. Yeah, they're going out of business probably in the next six to eight. This is the whole thing that I was going to say, and thank you for the segue. Uh, IFL looks Completely like, accidental. like it's going to fail. Um, they say they have enough to make it two quarter four of the current year, but not through it. Uh uh, my network TV is panicking. They need content, uh, and because they're already on the brink of going out of business anyhow. So uh, my network TV is that strange syndication thing that's popped up. Yeah. Once the UPN and the WB merged because there weren't enough viewers, so naturally we needed another, another network. Another network. Yes. yes. <laughs> so uh, my network TV has uh, become very dangerously in danger of being. Destroyed. Very dangerously in danger. Is my network TV the thing that has like the Bo Derek stuff on yeah, it? More, that's gone. Yeah, oh, so okay. Like on KRON was broadcasting yeah, yeah. it. But uh, they are looking at bringing TNA over to replace IFL if that goes under. So that could work. That could work. We mean something different, Mr. But Goodson. The problem being that the average rating for IFL has been like 0.6 or something like that. So no good. But yeah, that's all I've got for wrestling right now, Dave. Okay, that's good. Well, then let's wrap it up because I mean I think that's really all we've got except. Uh, well, we've to got say, so much more. I mean, we've got, we've got uh, a camera. We've got we've got toys. We want to talk about this because just pretty, you know, Lon Lopez he doesn't like DC Direct. He's my. Uh, I like. I'm the action figure specialist. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, he's unmarried, and they can therefore still afford buy action it. Figures. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? The DC Direct figures are pretty looking. But they're not like the Marvel Legends. They don't have all the uh, points of articulation. So they're kind of fragile. They're more like you pose them, you put it on your computer. I think you know. that's a kick in Dr. Fate, though. I mean, It is a kick well, in Dr. Fate. It looks Fate. all right. I'm, I'm still a little in trouble by the Martian Manhunter, but I'm going to go with it. I like the Flash because this is a Flash that looks like... Dude, let's, let's get that in there. He is happy to have superpowers. And I like that. I like the idea. Well, the Flash was always a happy character. It's a look of like... Hey, I'm the Flash! <laughs> I love the fact that Martian Manhunter looks like he was drawn by Evan Dorkin. Yes. Or, yes. Uh, what's his name? Darwin Dorkin. Cook. And, and for the rest of you Dorkins out there, whole line of Wonder Woman figures coming. Many boys will become men because of those figures. I don't know. I don't know. Not as attractive to me as the Power Girl figure from Infinite Crisis. That uh, I still haven't seen it. Oh well, I think we. Saw For those of you who don't know Power Girl, blah, 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 blah. Here, yeah. <laughs> knows that behind Lawn is a bunch of Infinite Crisis figures. The figure they don't have, Power Girl, because she sold really well. But I think we have a picture of her on the back. Somehow, gently, I don't know why. Yeah, oh, there's a picture of her oh, on the back. A nice, that's a nice wrap. Oh. Yeah. Good figure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, so that's that's it. That's our little thing. We've got another issue of heavy metal coming out here. Just, oh, just a, what, why did you put that in front of me? Because it's got boobies. Okay. We wow. need Rick back. We need Rick back. Oh lordy. So. Okay, we got to get Power Girl back. So of course. Oh, you need to um, turn that off and on again. 
so of course, uh, you know, at Comic Con they'll be announcing a lot of action figures, and we'll probably be doing a lot of photos of that. We usually do from the cases from Marvel and from DC. So of course, look to us for that coverage. And since Lon is uh, is going to be hanging out with me as as, as my right hand man, yeah, we Comic-Con. should should hype it if we are covering it. We are going to Comic Con. We are going before Comic Con in two weeks. I guess a week and a half. Week and a half. Westercon. 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 Chris, you want to talk about that because you well, really know more it. about me. I'm going to talk about it more next week. Because I will be here, but I, let me say this right now: going to be some great writers, uh, Lewis including McMaster, Derek McCaw. Um, writers, not uh, hacks. Um, hey, <laughs> wow. I've got a Hugo nomination. Drama. Uh, <laughs> a rash that just won't quit when you're near me. Good point. But uh, the big thing, of course, is we're getting great guys like Larry Niven, and I think Jerry Pornell is going to be there. Uh, Larry Niven, of course, is comic tie-in. Wrote the Bible for Green Lantern, which uh, then became uh, they, they adapted into Ganthet's Tale. Yeah, exactly. Is the one thing that most people have actually read that Larry Niven mm-hmm. directly wrote. But uh, absolutely uh, going to be a great time. I'm going to be there. Derek's going to be there. Yeah. We're paneling together. We're pan- wh- what panel are we on together? Uh, comics into movies. Comics into uh, movies. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a shot of Power Girl. Good. Okay, so we've got that WesterCon at, at San Mateo at the Marriott. San Mateo Marriott. Uh, on June thirtieth to July second. Third. July third. July third. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotta figure but that out. But also back to Comic Con, since we are, we gotta start pre hyping it. Uh huh. We will be there Hyping-ing walking it. the floor. Absolutely. Uh, we will be shooting from the floor, covering it. Yes. So if any of our readers at either www.moronlife.com or www.fanboyplanet.com or in the drink tank at www.efanzine.com slash the drink tank. That's okay, right. I'm going to edit that out. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, send us some emails. Tell us what you want us to cover. You know, if there's anything And say particular. hi if you see us because we are going to be there all five days. Yeah, if you are coming down and you recognize us, come up, say hi. Hey, Maybe we'll we did this vidcast then. Now you know what we look like. Hey. Holy crap, now you know. Damn it. Awesome. I got to work out I'm hoping to look really good. I'm going to dye my hair blonde. Grow the beard back. No. Oh, okay. No. I'm Derek McCaw. We can be beard buddies. All right. Well, Before we go, for though, we got to thank our director, Mike Flores. Hey, let's Mike hear it for Flores. Mike Flores. Ooh. I don't know if you turned the camera correctly. I hope so. Wait, let's see. Yeah, yeah there he is. Yeah, hey. there he is. Hey, say hey, Mike. Mike Flores, who, despite spoiling a certain Justice hey, League element uh, for me tonight, on he's now. done a fantastic job. <laughs> uh, so we're good. Ah! <laughs> and my heterosexual life partner, Michael Goodson, behind me. No, heterosexual life partner. It's Kevin Smith and... Uh, yeah. Hetero life mate. I'm going with wow. the Kevin Smith thing. I'm, I know what you're I'm making you, Jay. I just, I just realized the flaw in that logic. So, what thanks for coming. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay. And we're back. All right. So, we're just Please about done here. I was trying to be kind. I tried to throw him a bone. What does he do? He gives it back. Yeah, you throw him a bone. That's what you were trying to do. Yeah. That's why I was saying uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> All right. back to me. So are we just about done here or what? I'm done with him. All I'm right, folks. Well, done. there you have it. Thanks for watching the show. Remember, this was Elusive Comics and Games at 2725 El Camino Real Suite 105 in Santa Clara. And if you have any comments, complaints, or you just think that Lon is smoking in that baseball cap, right in at editor at fanboyplanet.com. I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. Uh, I'm Lon Lopez, editor-in-chief and stud of moronlife.com. And I'm Chris Garcia, and I'm gone. And Derek, you want to send us out here? <laughs> That's right. want to remind you, of course, to use your powers only, only for, for good. good.